Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com. Where's my new open? Team Drops the Ball and Dave Cariello of Mastery Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. Their award-winning hot sauce, Pooch Jolica, comes in hot, extra hot, my personal favorite, and Thai flavors. They also have Reaper Madness Special Reserve, made with the Reaper Pepper from Carolina. And for the Brave, you can get the Death Shot. It has the extract of 10 Reaper chilies in each one-ounce bottle. It'll melt your face. JLD also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere, including ones for hunting, fishing, and cooking. That's the Christmas gift you want to give to the person in your life that needs better knives. And so he's a die, diehard Saints fan, too. Yeah. So, because okay. you're, 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 you're giving. Saints fan. Yeah, you're making their life better, and you're helping out the podcast, and you're doing a Saints fan a favor. And listen, if you have bad knives, and you get a good knife in your kitchen and you do a lot of kick cooking and that sort of thing, a good knife will change your fucking life in the kitchen. So go to JLDSharpSauce.com and use the code SAINTS and get 10% off your order today. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. Um, all right. It's been a little while since the Saints uh, lost to Dallas, unfortunately. Um, the one thing I will say, and we'll get into it a little, we'll get into the game first, but after today, I don't feel so bad. Like the Saints had a lot of good things go their way, but Dave, I'll start with you because me and Dave well, they almost of... we don't, they almost had the, the the Lions beat the Rams. That would have been the icing on the cake today. Yeah, well, you ain't beating the Rams if you can't fucking score twenty. Detroit, <laughs> good for nothing. Uh, but it, Dave, your thoughts on the game because me and Andrew, me and Andrew talked about it after, but. Did did you feel? I mean, I weirdly felt better after the Dallas game, and just as, or or I didn't feel. I don't feel any different after they lost to Dallas than I did going in. Like they're still a Super Bowl team. If anything, I feel better because the defense was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, maybe I'm just really talking myself into it. Um, but, uh, I mean, first and foremost, I, I think it's, I think it's okay to lose. I think it's maybe good that they've lost. I think they, you know, they could maybe use a little slap in the face. Um, 
you know, just before the game on Thursday night, they had a little pregame thing where they talked about Sean Payton and his strategies and how he keeps his players from eating the cheese and getting too confident. Um, and uh, I'm not saying that that's what happened on Thursday night, but um, it can happen when you just keep winning and winning and winning. So, so I'm okay with losing. Um, uh, the defense, you know, I, I think they did what they needed to do to, uh, you know, it's like I think Andrew said or, or somebody or maybe uh, Todd Newberg, I think he might have said on Twitter. It's like, you know, if you tell me that the, that the Cowboys are only going to score 13 points, uh, you would assume the Saints win that game. That's a no brainer. Boat race. Uh, Boat race yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but of course, that's not what happened. So uh, but I mean, you know, again. Defense did amazing. They they created turnovers. You're supposed to win games when you create what four turnovers? Um, well, I'm, they had seven sacks, right? How many turnovers did Dallas have? I think just just one, right? Just the Dak Prescott fumble. Just the break. The, maybe no, there was the, a the second Saints. fumble. The Saints. Oh, uh, I thought yeah, there, there were two, there were two fumbles. Lattimore yeah. picked one up, and yeah. Cam Jordan picked one. Well, up. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, you, I feel like you're supposed to win. You know, you're supposed to win that game, but you know, I don't know what it was. I mean, the offense just kind of just was never able to get their timing right to get into that rhythm. I think, to be honest with you. Uh, if anything, I, I blame the wide receivers in this one. I mean, early in the game, right from the get-go, they were dropping some passes that I think normally they should have caught. Uh, Traquan Smith dropping that ball on the goal line. He catches that like he's supposed to. That's a touchdown. I think the whole flow of the game changes. Um, I really feel like the receivers let Drew down uh, in that game. Um, and I really think it was most on mostly on them for the offense's inability early in the game to get into a good rhythm um and i think it i think it haunted them for the rest of the the rest of the night well i don't think the, the you know my wife was losing her mind over the officiating because it was fucking atrocious i felt like yeah yeah let me i i, I also it was atrocious and it, yeah. both it, it was atrocious like, but they missed exactly. a bunch of calls exactly you know i listened to wwl the next morning and it's like everybody thinks the refs are out to get, only get the saints and it's like come on i mean you know they gave us uh the, you know they, they missed the face mask on cam jordan or whoever it was um on prescott they didn't call that um they gave us the offsides um when it probably really wasn't offsides or or no it was offsides but the, i don't remember what it was anymore yeah. it, it was days ago now it's been yeah, yeah yeah i mean it i think technically like it, the there call was justified but that's just something they over often and it's just and it's you know what's frustrating is is that just because the officiating was so bad Peyton had to use you know obviously uh, I think he just kind of went with what Michael Thomas was telling him on the on the drop ball, but you know he had to use that um, uh, the challenge early in the first quarter, the second challenge, and so because the officiating was bad to begin with from the very beginning, and Peyton had to use that flag, then he didn't have other flags to use later when the officiating continued to be bad. Uh, you know, with the spot, yeah. The cold oh God, action. that was terrible. Let me let me say something about the, 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 I hate the criticism of the coaches where they're like, you know, the coaches, he wasted his challenges and that's on him. Well, if the refs would do their jobs better right. and make the right calls, you wouldn't you have win, to burn all the challenges and you, late in the, the game. Rule, the, 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 refs making, be, make, the refs making clear mistakes like the Dallas guy didn't get a first down and the Saints didn't have a challenge. That's not really Sean Payton's fault that the ref – 
cops were so fucking terrible. That just the that rule, gets it. The rule should be the rule should be changed, and the rule should be if you win your challenge, you get to keep it, and you get to I make another. I thought it was that. You, they changed. I, I thought yeah, it, no, you have to be two for two. Oh, oh you've got to be, two, and then you get yeah, to keep I, it. Uh, but, but, but listen, the first challenge, I didn't have a problem with it because no, it I didn't have a close. It was close. Like I, I, I thought. I yeah, I didn't have a problem with it either, and uh, they didn't even e- – even the, the television crew, the broadcast crew, we didn't even get to see the definitive angle until they came back from commercial. So there was no way that Peyton got to see or anybody on the Saints sideline yeah, got to see anything. It was, it was close. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that you could definitively say just by looking at it in real time or even with the replay, really. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That that uh, Michael Thomas didn't catch that ball. I think ultimately they said it was inconclusive, so they were going with the call on the field. I mean, I think that's why they didn't overturn it. Yeah, and but, here's- but here's the thing, like, that was on third down early in the game, and the Saints were down three nothing. And like you could, you just felt like that was an important first down. Like the Saints yeah. wanted to get that first down, exactly. keep the Saints moving. And yeah, so like you know, people say, "Oh, you don't want to use your challenge so early in the game." And like, but like that's an instance where like that first down is big. It's early in the game, and you keep the drive going, and instead you have to punt. So you know, if I I can't really blame Sean Payton, I would have done the same thing. And then on the second challenge to Dan Arnold. Like, it's a difference between an incomplete pass where you have second down from, like, Dallas is 24 or first and goal from the five. So, like, yeah, the Saints didn't cash in. They ended up getting stopped on downs inside the five. But, like, you have to challenge that, too. So, I mean, I, I like, I can't really blame Sean Payton. Like, in both instances, like, and, and I, Troy Aikman said this on the, on the show. He said, uh, on the telecast, he, he said, you, when you're a, a offensive coordinator or a head coach and you've got to make a decision like that, you've got to live in the present. Like, you can't just assume, like, down the road, I'm going to need this challenge for some speculative situation. Like, you're playing to stay in the game now. So, like, yeah, if a big exactly. play comes up for it, like, it, 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 your football team benefits greatly from challenging and winning that challenge, then – you can't really worry too much about the future. And you know, now at least you have the benefit of all scoring plays and all turnovers are reviewed automatically. So like I would say it'd be one thing where like before they did that, like it was kind of worse. So I, I would be more inclined to keep challenges when that stuff isn't being reviewed. But like yeah, the only 
The only challenges yeah. that I really hate hate early in the game is when you're on defense and they're like second and it's like second and ten, or it's going to be second and one if you win the challenge, or it's a first down if you lose, and it's like at midfield. It's like what do yeah. you do? Like what are you doing? Like what do you really gain? Where like you right. just laid it out there, Andrew. Like the, the two the two challenges the Saints made there, those were huge swings, you know, that, that went, one went their way and the other one, the Michael Thomas one didn't. Um, but they were both close. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, neither was an egregious decision by Sean Payton. Well. I mean, you know, I forgot who said it on Twitter. I think it was, I, I forget who, what, you know, and at the end of the game, Dave, and they said, look, you're, we're, we're all annoyed because this game is Dallas, right? But Besides that, everything is fine with the Saints. And I think that was my main thing that I said on Channel 4 in my column. Like, it's fucking annoying because now we have to have 11 days of ESPN doing 24-7 about Dallas being a serious contender in the NFC, their Super Bowl, their triplets, and yada, yada, yada. But it didn't change anything for me, and, and it just it just annoyed the fuck out of me that it was Dallas. If it, if it had been anyone else... I don't think I would have cared as much the Friday and Saturday after. Like, it's just seeing Jerry Jones be fucking happy made me angry. Um, yep, valid. Totally valid. But, I mean, was – I don't think the, – the, the, I don't think Dallas unlocked some sort of magic fucking formula to beat the Saints. Do you feel like – do you do you feel like that or do you have to, like, see well, Tampa I, or I another mean, team to, to – No, to I, think, sure? I think – I think Dallas's defense is very good. I mean, they were flying all over the field. They were very fast. Um, and they were um, just stronger at every point of attack. At, at, you know, I, they were just, they were a very good defense. I mean, I was, I was legitimately impressed with them. Uh, and I think if they continue to play like that, they could, they could make a legitimate run in the playoffs and we might very well be seeing them again in the Superdome. Yeah. Andrew, that was the thing that I noticed, you know, against Cleveland. And now I kind of want, now I'm not, you know, my camp, <laughs> you know, Jordan, I'm kind of hungry for it. it. You know, yeah. Andrew, I think we, we were it's going to end this. differently in the Superdome. I, I promise you that. Oh I my God. If, if that it, game is in the Superdome, it is not going down the way it went down on Thursday. Oh, with a, with a week off, we'll get to the playoff stuff in a minute. We well, I, I said this on the one one thing you know I mentioned on the post game show that we did, Ralph. Which if you pay one dollar and become a yeah. patron, you could you could have listened to. Or you can be like Jake and pay three dollars and twenty eight cents for uh, seven months, and you get an awesome magnet. Or you can pay twelve dollars a month for six months, and you can get a sweet fucking ass T shirt that Andrew has his whole family wear. Yeah, but. Um, you know, first of all, I think you look at the injury report and for like the last five weeks, every single offensive lineman on the Saints has been on it. Um, so there's been a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, they had on the one day team. where they had no one, no offensive lineman practiced. Yeah, so Unger's been beat up. Andres Pete's been beat up. Armstead isn't even playing. Uh, Ramchuk has had the arm brace on his arm all year. And uh, Warford has missed time. So... At practice, so they're all beat up. This is their third game in eleven days, and I just thought it was the worst performance of the year by the offensive line. And part of that is definitely the Cowboys, like Dave said, very good defense. But for me, part of it was, you know, when when you play three games in eleven days, 
like the first guys that are going to start to feel it and decline pretty quickly are the fat guys, you know, yeah, I and don't I, think it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that Dallas offensive line kind of look like shit too. Yeah. So I think you fast forward to a playoff scenario where Dallas would have to play wildcard weekend. Um, you know, they'd play, they'd play, they get beat up during a playoff game. Meanwhile, the saints would have a buy theoretically, hopefully, and if Dallas were to come to New Orleans, the Saints would have offensive linemen that had been resting for two weeks that would be playing at home. Dallas would have to travel after getting beat up in a playoff game the week before. And like Dave said, I, I just think you, you see that whole scenario play out, and it's just very, very different for me. Yeah, and the Saints, if the, if the Saints are Which locked means into, NFC Championship! <laughs> and, and if the Saints, if they're locked into the two-seed, they may have. They may take off week seventeen. I'm not ready to give up on the one seed. No, I'm not ready either. Here's the here's the thing. The Saints, no, are, gonna the have to run, the Saints are gonna have to run the table. They're gonna have to go four and zero the rest of the way. But I'm gonna tell you right now, like if they can't beat Tampa, if they can't split with Tampa this year, I'm gonna be disgusted. <laughs> they they have won three in a row against Carolina. Carolina looks awful. They could easily sweep them, and so then it just comes down to the Steelers. Can they beat the Steelers at home? If they do, if they run the table here and go four and zero, I still think you know the Rams could lose to the Bears. Um, Arizona played it; play, they just beat the Packers and they looked okay today. They're probably not beating the Rams, but you know, and and I know they play the Niners. That that one's hopeless. But what was the fourth oh one they played? So That's it. Yeah. They play the Bears. They play the Bears, oh, they play Philadelphia. Niner. Philadelphia. Eh. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably putting 50 up on that defense. <laughs> well, here's here's another thing about um, the game that was a positive look. Dallas's defense was awesome. But, Dave, the Saints' defense is now – well, I don't know. Let me, let me pull it up. They're either second or third in sacks in the NFL. They sacked fucking Prescott seven times. And, I mean – at times, the defense looked, I mean, not like adequate. It looked downright uh, menacing. Yeah, David, David Onyemata made Ralph look football smart for the first time in like five years. <laughs> uh, Man, yeah. it, was, it was Christmas over at the David Onyemata <laughs> fan club. I'm going to tell you. It was fucking Christmas Day. The, Christmas Saints are, the, the Saints are fourth in sacks with 37 i mean granted they're tied with but you don't people don't think of the saints that way you know they think of the steelers and they think of the bears with khalil mack and they think of denver with vaughn miller and you know but the saints have 30 fucking seven sacks i mean um it's a lot it's a lot and i mean the thing is is combine you combine a pass rush and a run defense that stoned ezekiel elliott and Look, uh, I argued with people all week. They're like, Ezekiel Elliott, he's going to get his because he's really good and the Saints' run defense is not that legitimate and blah, blah, blah. They stoned his ass. He had one run of 20 yards, and that was it. Uh, he did some stuff in the passing game. But, like, the we're going to come to New Orleans and we're going to run the ball on the Saints and beat them? Like, good luck. Try that, Dallas. Try that, Seattle, in a playoff game. I dare you. Um, so... I guess my question to you, Dave, is the sacks were awesome. 
The run defense was awesome. But Dak Prescott was 24 of 28. How are you feeling about the secondary now that we're – are we a month into the Eli Apple era? Just about, I'd say, at least. So how are you mm-hmm. feeling about the secondary? Um, I, you know, I, I guess I would say that they're the weakest – at this point, they're the weakest link. Uh, if we're talking about the three phases, you know, the, the D-line, the linebackers, and the secondary. Um you know, I'm not surprised that the Giants picked on Eli Apple, you know, I, I mean, not the, the Cowboys, you know, because he's came, came from the Giants. So the Cowboys have seen him uh, twice a year for the last couple of years. Um, so I think they knew what they were going up against with Apple. And and they certainly knew that that was a better option than Lattimore. Um, so, you know, early on in the game when they were picking picking on him. Uh, you know, that's not surprising. And, you know, it, it worked. Apple got caught looking in the backfield on one, on one play, one, one big, big pass play. Um, but, uh, you know, what are you going to say? Zero points in the second half. I mean, again, the defense, they, they did everything. You know, what was the score at halftime? It was 13. 13 to nothing. Yeah. I mean, if it's 13 to nothing, you know, in the second half, that's the that's the best. They they did as as good as they possibly could have done in the second half. They did everything you could want them to do. You know, no more I points. Felt... Offense, you do your job. You do your, your do do what you're supposed to do, uh, and let's go win this thing. And you know, and an offense did, and that didn't happen. And uh, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm I don't I don't think I'm like totally in love with the defense. I mean, I don't think I'm that confident in them. Uh, you know, they they're they're still always going to be. Uh, that concern that they're going to give up some big passing play, you know, whether it's late in the game or something like that, uh, you know, they're 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 suspect. They're still a little susceptible. You know, Andrew, the the one thing that made me really sad about the losing to the Cowboys, uh, and I didn't mention it in my column, and we didn't really mention, we didn't really touch out on it in the the patron only post game show, but uh, Marshawn Lattimore pulling out twenty three dollars from wherever <laughs> he had it in his uniform and putting it into the Salvation Army bucket uh, after the fumble recovery was magical. And I feel like if the Saints would have won, it would be even more memorable. But I feel like we need to acknowledge how fantastic a prop-filled celebration that was. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't get flagged for it. I know. Um, and uh, <laughs> well, because it's a donation. Fine. Well, no, they the ref didn't see it. I mean, he's using a prop. It's it's an automatic flag if they see well, it. Well, Elliot Elliot did it on Thanksgiving, uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, he didn't get flagged. I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you know, listen. I think uh, th- that that celebration was hilarious. Um, it was awesome, but. Um, I still think you look at this game and there are some questions. And first of all, I'm worried about the offensive line. I'm, I'm mostly worried. I, obviously, Armstead needs to come back. That's the first thing. Secondly, check at the end of that game was awful. I mean, just awful. And he's been incredibly good all year. And I heard one of the reporters tweeted that he was in a cast or something, or not a cast, but like a like a little uh, sling after the game. So hopefully, you know, he's been having that huge and and, and, arm and to be fair, injured. Yeah, and to be fair, Andrew texted me when the Saints were when the Saints got the ball and they were down thirteen to ten. I was like, 
the Saints got they got Dallas gave them one more shot. The Saints are going to do this and and rip Dallas's heart out. It's going to be great. And Andrew was like, I don't see it. The Saints offensive line is cooked. And that's the first time all year like Andrew wavered at all about the Saints offense cuz they're the, and you were right. Like their offense their offensive line was just like, by the end of that game it was just dust. Like Yeah. No, and um, and they're, they're, the problem with that was just the Saints really needed to attack Dallas vertically because and Breeze needed time to be able to do that because their linebackers were too fast and so the uh, you know the little flare outs to Camara and I mean that's how Breeze gets the ball out quickly is you know the screen passes to Thomas or the little slants right off the line of scrimmage and the linebackers were too fast and it just wasn't working so you know they really needed to attack Dallas at the second level and for them to be able to do that pass protection has to hold up and so. I'm worried about Ramchek. I'm worried about Andres Pete. Like I just, I we'll see what the injury report looks like this week, but they need to get those guys back. Um, you know, the second comment I'm going to make is very disappointing performance by receivers, not named Michael Thomas. I mean, Michael Thomas didn't have a good game either. And I mean, he dropped more passes than him all season. But when you look at Ben Watson, where is he? Been? What, he was what on my fantasy team. He got a good goose egg. Yeah. Worthless. Traquan Smith should have had a give me touchdown. You got to catch that ball. Uh, Austin Carr, where were you? Where were you in this game? Uh, did he even play? And then Kirkwood, you know, he has a 30 yard reception for a touchdown, but that doesn't make up for, by the way, I, I think he ran, I think he ran the wrong route on that score. But uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, he was dropping passes too, including one that should have been caught on a critical third down. The receiver performance the Saints was atrocious. And listen, I I don't know if Brandon Marshall is ever going to see the field for this team. I don't know if th- that, that signing is ever going to amount to anything. But if he's ever going to get a chance to play, I would think it's this coming week. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a red flag. But is it is the receiver deal Dave kind of a warning light like we yeah it was fun against Atlanta because Atlanta's defense is trash and we can the Saints can play janitors and 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 concession workers and Drew Brees can throw touchdowns to them but like against playoff teams and good defenses like the UDFA band of brothers shit is not gonna fly and the Saints they need they need Traquan Smith to play better and maybe do they need old man Ginn back yeah he'd help he would certainly help and I think he's he's he could he could come back, um, and I think they're hoping that he comes back. Uh, and if he does, I think that would uh, that'd be a big boost. That would be a big help. Um, if if Brandon Marshall doesn't play this weekend, he needs to be cut. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, Andrew was saying everything I I was saying to just at the start of the show. I mean, I I thought the receivers. Uh, really screwed Breeze, really screwed the offense, and and are arguably most to blame for this loss. Yeah, and that brings me to the other sad point about the game. It was a national game. Oh, yeah, Drew Breeze. Yeah, I mean, he was on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated, so I blame Sports Illustrated for Sports right. Illustrated cover jinx. The jinx, uh, yep. It's all their fault. Um, and then today you know, Mahomes, I think, threw for four touchdowns. Yeah, so like – Awesome. I wouldn't say that. Drew, I, I think saying that Drew Brees lost the MVP that was the headline for my WWL article that the copy editor. I think that was maybe a little bit dramatic, but Andrew, he's 
definitely behind in the polls now, and he better fucking light Tampa on fire. Like he's like he's got to he's got to be monstrous down the stretch. Like you know what I'm saying? Like 302 yeah. touchdowns isn't gonna do it. Like he's got to be awesome these last four weeks if well, he wants to get the also, award. Also, I mean, also with the whole Kareem Hunt thing, like if Mahomes won four touchdowns after he loses his dynamic running back, I feel like just like that's that's a narrative that does not bode well. For, like, cause I, I feel like if now, one will just be like, "Oh well, Kareem Hunt obviously makes a huge difference." But with him out of the picture and Mahomes playing well, that's yeah, the scale. So yeah, right now I would say you know, I'm. I I think Mahomes is probably ahead. But you know, the thing this stuff changes week to week. So, uh, there's still going to be a chance, of course, for Breeze to kind of get himself back in the mix there. But yeah, like you said, he's going to have to play basically like he did in week one against Tampa. Hopefully the defense will hold up a little bit better, but he's going to have to play that well to uh, get back in the race. Um, Before we get to the, um, the Twitter questions and we have some, some good ones. I got to go back and find um, one from last week. That was really good, but we got to remind you saints. Happy hour is sponsored by JLD hot sauce and knives guys. They have the best hot sauce. They're award-winning hot sauce. Bujolika comes in hot, extra hot and Thai flavors. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com and use the code saints. Get 10% of your order today. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. Um, all right, Andrew, uh, the first question is if you this is this is a great one from from uh, Sanctuary. If you could choose one player, let's say non quarterback in the NFC for Sean Payton to have a secret incriminating video hidden to release to TMZ right now, who would it be? That's a great question. Um, I mean, it's got to be someone on the Rams. Uh, I, do you go girly? I guess I go girly. I would say Todd Gurley. Um, d- this is another question from Andrew from Rikert. Does Andrew have to burn his podcast T-shirts now? No, uh, just as just as kids shirts. Yeah, just the kids. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Saints were ten, 10 and zero with my podcast shirt. Um, so, yeah, that's the question. They're ten and one now. Do I wear something new on Sunday, or do I bank on the ten and one record? By the way, like I, I think. So, yeah, I think I will switch it up this week. But uh, I have to say, um, let's not lose sight of the fact that the ta- the Saints just won 10 freaking games in a row. They hadn't lost I mean, the football game in 81 days. 81 yeah, I mean, how lucky are we as fans that we get to witness a 10-game regular season win streak? That is absurd, and uh, I just want to recognize that we saw that. Uh, this, this is from... This is from Bobby. Dave, when you saw that Nick Fairley got arrested for menacing, did you have a four-hour erection? <laughs> um, I didn't see that, actually. And, first, and, did you, and did you call the doctor? <laughs> my, my first reaction is going to be to go to Google and look up what menacing is. What the hell, what the hell kind of charge I had, is that? I had to do the same thing, Dave. Menacing is when you brandish a weapon oh. uh, in a threatening like manner. Right, right. Um, <laughs> no. Where was this? 
Mobile in Alabama. Okay. Did I tell uh, you guys I was on jury duty this week? I saw it on Twitter. I uh, I was kicked off of the I was in the jury box and um, so I was selected as one of the twelve, but I had to disclose that I knew the defense attorney. Like we're we're just acquaintances. And so the prosecution kicked me off the case. It was a think, that should be like the first. That's usually like, how did you even get to the, the 12? You should have been eliminated before that. Well, there was 33 people and like they just called 12 to the jury box. And then they asked a bunch of questions and then five yeah. of us got kicked off and they replaced us with some of the others. You know, so it's just preliminary. But right. um, uh, it was a Taco Bell embezzlement case. <laughs> what? I, I shit you not. Were they embezzling money or like ingredients? Uh, money. Uh, so like, was it like workers or like VP people, like like suit people? A work, yeah, a worker, but a worker that was responsible for cash, financial stuff. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. So, so you didn't do your civic duty. You got sent home. I got right? sent home. Well, no, I still get the thirty dollars. Oh, wow. So you, yeah. you came out way ahead. Oh, way ahead. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, my buddy ended up being on the jury. My buddy was, uh, I had, there was a, this guy I knew that happened to be in a group of 33 also. And uh, he ended up getting on the trial. So I found out later, I was kicked off. I got there at like 9.15. And by like, I got home at like 11. So, you know, it, it took like two hours of my life. But uh, I talked to my buddy later, and they found the girl guilty. And he was there at 8.30 p.m. Oh, man. I once got uh, the jury summons for a death penalty case. And I had oh, to fill out a on. questionnaire. Um, and they said it was going to be eight weeks. And I was so petrified that I was going to be on that jury and have to do jury duty for eight weeks. I was thinking of, like, going into the going into court, like, shirtless or or maybe, like, I don't know, like, Whatever it took to not be on that jury, well, I was that, willing to do. That's when, when they ask you, like, what are your beliefs about the death penalty? That's when you, like, raise your hand and say, do they still do the guillotine? <laughs> death penalty? Yes. <laughs> can we do it right now? Can I pull – Can I? if we hang them, can I pull the lever so the chair drops out? <laughs> um, this is the question that I found, and it's from Jared, and it's amazing. At this point, Jared Fogel? No. Are, you, are, you, are you going to Jared for this question? <laughs> it could only be Jared. This was from six days ago, so it was before the Saints <laughs> got slowed down by the Cowboys. At this point in the season, who would win in a hypothetical matchup, Dave? An offense with Drew Brees at quarterback, with three Taysoms, three Ingrams, three Camaras, and old man Watson, or a defense with three Cam Jordans, three Julio Copter Anzalones, last season Lattimore, next season Davenport, Khalil Mack, and uh, Manti Teo's girlfriend? Uh, the the defense, uh, I think they, because the offense doesn't have anybody who can block. Uh, they, have, they don't have anybody on the offensive line. So. What do you mean? He has three Taysoms on there. Uh, <laughs> That's all uh, yeah, he needed. Yeah, he'd have to play center and, and left and right guard, I guess. Uh, no, I think the defense. And you got a couple Ingrams in there to pass protect. I take the yeah. defense on that one. I mean, Teo's girlfriend, she's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. 
Poor Teo. They're doing a. Well, they're plus, doing plus a. They're... The, uh, the Julio copter thing is, you know, play play the music, Ralph. Go ahead. <laughs> I gotta find it. Oh, uh, there. <laughs> Anzalone's like we we play the music a lot. He's he's really good. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be like a five or a ten year Saints player because his shoulders are made of like paper, paper mache. But but you guys even think alike. We do. You guys but, even come up with the same metaphors. <laughs> but he or might simile, be, I guess, he might be a guy like um, who is the like like the guy the the safety we will we will not name. Or uh, Hargrove, who was just fantastic the year they won the Super Bowl and then disappeared off the face of the earth. That may be Anzalone, but dude, when he's healthy, he's really, really good. Um, so, uh, before we get to uh, the Tampa game, which I have to look up the line, um, <laughs> Dave, is there? Let me. There was one. There was one question I wanted to ask. Um, no, do do do. Oh, the outlook uh, for Carolina. No, no, this is from Jake. This is from um, Johnny. Your your uh, Ron Rivera p- prediction looks awesome, Ralph. What else do you see in the future? Well, I didn't predict Mike McCarthy getting fired today, so I didn't have that. But but we did Ron discuss Rivera, it and talk about it. No, that somebody asked us to discuss it. Your thoughts on it? We uh, we discussed it, but we have discussed it. We've 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 gone off on tangents before and talked about Mike McCarthy needing to be fired. We did. He has a head full of caramel, but um, <laughs> That's right. but, but it, he's he's uh, got my sugar blood. If, I mean, supposedly Cleveland's already reached out to him to hire him. If you were a Browns fan, Dave, would you throw up in your mouth if they hired McCarthy? Uh, no. If I was a Browns fan, I mm-hmm. actually. Mm. Yeah, I don't want McCarthy. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Andrew, want not with Baker and Mayfield. Yeah, uh, I don't know. See, McCarthy had a lot of success with the Saints' offense. You know, that's the thing. He 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 did. Those offenses with him were okay, and um, you know, obviously he had some success with the Packers. Although you know, he had Aaron Rodgers, so it's hard to know exactly how much of that was anything he did but I mean he's not a incompetent offensively maybe a change of scenery um yeah maybe maybe I don't know I mean I just feel like he's a guy that like his offense was really good maybe with Aaron Rodgers or whatever but like the times have passed him by and he's not on the cutting edge anymore I just feel like there's enough evidence with guys like Peyton and Shanahan and McVeigh that like you can hire first-time coaches that are kind of offensively like just cooking up stuff in the lab and just on the next level in terms of just thinking about their plays and their offensive design and creative in different ways. And those guys are having success. And yeah, I mean, with, with Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb, like you have and Jarvis Landry and, and, and Joku, I mean, there is a lot of talent on that offense. And I just think, if they can get someone that's creative and can find ways to get them to habitually score 30 points a game, Cleveland, Cleveland can be good in a hurry. I'm serious. I, I think there's talent there that if, if the right, you pair them with the right coach, if they get a young guy that's ready to kind of come in and, and do what McVay's doing with the Rams, 
I don't think they're they go to the you know far in the playoffs next year or anything, but they could they could be a nine win team overnight. I would think. Yeah. And I mean, nine wins gets you a playoff spot, maybe yeah. some years. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about that. The Saints today. Look, the Rams. You know, we mentioned at the top the Rams didn't. The Rams didn't lose, but Chicago lost. Although the Giants desperately tried to give it to them, it was a fucking tour de force of incompetence by the Giants at the end of that game. They were up. I mean, even, even with the Rams, even with the Rams game, like today, just almost could not have gone any better. Yeah, and Carolina lost. So the Saints. They haven't officially clinched the NFC South, but they have some rock. I saw the T-shirts that the Rams got to break out today. For the first time in like a long time, the the division championship shirts are rocking. Like they were. No way, cool. seriously. Oh, I'm, I'm going to look that up right now. They're cool. They were. Because I hate. Look, they always look like trash. They the Rams one looked pretty. They had like the Rams versus the Ram. Ram it said like Rams versus the world, and it had like uh, NFC West division champion. It looked pretty good to me. Um, so. The magic number is now half of one. Basically, one Saints win, half. Carolina loses. It's done. It's no, no, like a Saints tie wins the division. Oh, that's right. <laughs> one tie over their next four games. And ba- basically, if they go two and two, worst that's probably like worst case, they're getting a bye because I don't think Chicago is getting a 12. and You know, Chicago's not going to run the table, I don't think. Um, well, they have to play the Rams, yeah. Yeah, So, so now we can start looking at teams – and sort of ranking teams that you you would want the Saints to play and not want to play. My team, and I'll start, the team that I don't want the Saints to play, I know they look like trash today and Kirk Cousins was terrible and New England pounded them good and sacked Kirk Cousins a bunch. Minnesota still scares me because I guess the scar of that Tampa game still stays with me where Tampa just lit the Saints up in the secondary. And I look at Minnesota's receiver with, with Thielen and Diggs and Rudolph, uh, they can light the Saints up, and their defense is still number one on third down. So, like, Minnesota, even though they're kind of mediocre this year and they've slid back from 13-3, like, them in the second week of a playoff game, they would scare me the most of all the potential teams that you would play that second week, even more so than Dallas, who just beat the Saints. They would be my number one team that I don't want to play. Dave, who would you be like, nah. not that you'd be like just panicked that the Saints would lose, but you'd be like, eh, I'd rather play somebody else. Like, who would you not want the Saints to play in that first playoff game? Um, all right, so what are the options here? I mean, not the Rams. So you wouldn't we've get got the Rams. What? You could get Bear, the Bears. Bears, Bears Minnesota, Seattle. Dallas, Seattle. Dallas, Philadelphia, the Redskins. Like, that's uh, – I'd up. say – I mean, honestly, Carolina, none of them really – well, you know, uh, no, not Carolina. Um, you know, honestly, nobody really scares me. But if 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 anybody really scared me, I guess I would say maybe Seattle. Um, That's interesting. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I get nervous about like Russell Wilson just you know running all over us and and giving our defense fits and you know with his scrambling all that kind of stuff. And I just kind of have flash. You know, Ralph, you mentioned flashbacks. I kind of have flashbacks to like 2000, you know, 13 or whatever. Yeah. We had to play him twice. Um, uh, so and I guess Seattle, but I mean, really, I think we're, you know, we're obviously better than any other team in the NFC, possibly with the exception of the Rams. But well, I, mean, I, I still think we're the best team. Well, in, the Rams, the, 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 the Seattle's a good, I'm Seattle's a good, Seattle's a good choice, and I'll mention this joke that Dan Lebatard tells on his show. He says Russell Wilson is like a trick birthday 
birthday cake candle and that you can't blow him out. Because literally, he's been playing for Seattle. He's only lost two games by more than 10 points. So thing is, Seattle, they just keep games close. And that, like, with Russell Wilson scrambling, make, you know, at the end it could get weird. That's a good choice. But, Andrew, who would you least like to play in the first game? And we, we'll change this. We still got a month. but Yeah, I mean, I just think – I mean, I hesitate to say the Bears. I, I just think the Bears and Dallas are kind of the same to me. Like, their offenses are just not good enough, and their defenses are very good. So, like, they're – but I'm with you. I mean, I think your reasoning makes sense with the Vikings, and um, I think that's a good call. Um, but at the end of the day, like, none of those teams, to me, like, are anywhere nearly as good as the Saints. And if the Saints are playing their best at home in the Dome um, – I just none of those matchups scare me. Yeah, I, I would actually fear Chicago. I think more so than Dallas, and here's why: I think Jason Garrett is not that good of an offensive coordinator, so I don't worry about him scheming up stuff that would really hurt the Saints. Uh, he did it a little in the first half, but not that much. Nagy for the Bears. I watched them today, and I know Chase Daniel was – he struggled a lot. But, dude, that offense, they gave Chase Daniel a lot of easy throws to make. And I know the Giants aren't good, but, like, he made Chase Daniel look like a quarterback that about five teams in the NFL would love to fucking have starting for them, which is kind of amazing. Um, so the Bears, uh, most fun, I would love to kick Dallas's ass – in a playoff game, and I would love to beat the shit out of the Redskins just because I hate Daniel Snyder a lot. It would be fun to drop a 50-burger on them in the playoffs. That would be my most favorite. We've already rocked the Redskins, though. Yeah. And they have you know, Colt McCoy. Like, they're, they're, not, they're not making the playoffs. They're done. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, the, the thing is, man, Carolina would be in the playoffs today, and they're 6-6. Six and six, So, like, 8-8 eight, eight and eight is getting a playoff spot in the NFC, I think. Yeah, I think, no, I'm I think, with you. What's that? So like, Washington is six and five. They could win Monday night. That gets them to that gets them to seven. I mean, I, I think, I think it's what was the year? What was the year the Saints beat Carolina? And we thought if they beat Carolina, they would get in, but it ended up they ended up weird things happened, and they ended up eight and eight and not getting in. And I think that year, two eight and eight teams in the NFC got in. I think the Rams got in. And that wasn't the year else. with Kerry Collins, was it? No, no, that was the year. It was either, it was either two thousand. No, it was two thousand four. The Saints were four and eight. They won their last four, and oh, with Hazlitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Hazlitt the, saying we would have gone into Green Bay. We would have run the football. We would have kicked their ass. Like when they yeah. didn't get in. I remember him saying that. Yeah, yeah. Like that was the year. Like two eight and eight eight. I think the Saints would have. I think. Minnesota got in at eight and eight, and the Rams got in at like eight, seven, and one or something. Man, Deuce McAllister was something during that four-game winning streak, Dude, huh? Deuce, that, that, he, that he, was probably that was probably at his best when he was. Yeah, just, and also that was like peak. That was like peak beer man too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, so you're looking at that. You're look. The NFC is like 2006 level bad. Yeah, the Saints went is. ten and six and got a bye. 
Um, I can't. I can't believe Chicago lost today. <laughs> I, I cannot believe they I dropped. I mean, you can, only, you can only trot Chase Daniel out so many times and win, right? It's true. All right, um, Dave. I'm pulling up the uh, the uh, the line uh, for the Saints and Tampa. It's got to be at least seven, huh? Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be, I mean. Wouldn't be surprised if it was 10. <laughs> it's 14. Is it 14? <laughs> Is it 14? It's 11. <laughs> Man, on the road, Jesus. Vegas hates the Saints. I mean, Vegas is, they're just, Andrew, they, were just, they just got tired of people fucking cashing tickets, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the Saints, they, the Saints, because of Drew Brees, are a very public team. And for you people that aren't degenerate gamblers, that just means like regular people that don't gamble like degenerates that are in Vegas or whatever. They just go to the window and they bet public teams like the Saints in New England and the Cowboys because, hey, they're on TV. I know I see them. They win all the time. And the Saints are one of those teams. And Vegas is tired of taking a bath on the Saints, so they have like a two, two-and-a-half-point tax almost that you have to pay because they're tired of just getting run out. But, Dave, who you got? Saints minus 11. Uh, well, if I, if I had to bet against the spread, I as much as I think that this is going to be a, a bloodbath for the for the Buccaneers, uh, I still, I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't take those points because you never know. It's a division game, and and uh, you know, like Andrew said, the offensive line is is a little beat up, but it, it's good that we're gonna have a 12, 13 day break or whatever uh, after playing three games in ten days or eight it's days a, or whatever the hell it was. It's a ten day break, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten days, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, thirteen. You know, what am I, it's not a, almost a full two weeks. Um, <laughs> math. Um, but, uh, you know, look, Tampa Bay, they're coming off a win today. Uh, they took care of business against Carolina that helped us out a little bit, just kind of even things out in the NFC South, but, uh, deep down in a row, by the way, I think, yeah, I know they're, they're kind of, I get, you know, Winston's back. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm assuming that the saints are going to, are going to get back into now that they've had their slap in the face and, and they know that, you know, wins aren't just going to happen just because they walk out onto the field. Um, uh, and, and, I, and I think they really want to lock up the division here. Uh, you know, I, I don't think this will be that close. I, I think this is going to go the way it should go, the way Vegas is, uh, you know, obviously thinking maybe it's going to go. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Saints uh, 42 and Bucks uh, 21. And uh, I'm going to say the player of the game, you know, he's been very quiet lately. Uh, they've kind of backed off. Maybe they're saving him for the playoffs. Maybe not. But I'm going to say Taysom Hill. Ooh. Andrew, Saints by 11, who you got? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I think Tampa is not, obviously, offensively, they're not as good as what we saw week one um, and the saints aren't as bad defensively as what Tampa saw. 
So a lot's changed since that first game. Tampa's, Tampa uh, fired their defensive coordinator, and they're still bottom three. The Saints are currently 11th. In yeah, although, I mean, they, they picked off Cam Newton four times today. Yeah. Um, but um, – and I think they recovered a fumble also maybe. But, um, you know – I, I still think the Saints are going to be able to run the ball on them. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about the offensive line, so that's just one thing. I would want to make sure that the offensive line is healthy. Uh, but assuming it is and the Saints kind of do their thing, I, I think they're going to come out hungry. I, I think they're going to want to – I think it'll kind of be like the Thanksgiving game against Atlanta, like a 31-17. I do still cover. I don't think they'll look like world beater amazing, but I think they'll come in be hungry they'll be serious and they will i'll play them to be honest i'm glad that it's james and fitzpatrick i may eat the words um and deshaun jackson's out right yeah i mean he hasn't been playing so i mean that was a matchup nightmare for the saints last time around i feel like if deshaun jackson had not been on the field in week one that would have been a different story so yeah, thirty-one seventeen Saints, and I will say my MVP. Man, my MVP could not have been more horrible. I picked playoff Josh Hill against the Cowboys, and he didn't catch a pass. Um, so I feel like I need to go with a little bit more obvious this time. Uh, I think the Saints are going to get a pick six from Marcus Williams. Yeah, the Saint, the Chargers Tampa. just kicked a got a punt punt return for a touchdown. Fantasy nice. alert. Two-point conversion uh, ties it up here. I think I have the Chargers as my defense for one of my teams. I'll have to check. Well, uh, if you have their special teams, then you just got a touchdown. Tampa's still bottom three. They're st- even after their, their two good weeks of defense, they're still giving up almost 30 a week. Um, you, know, you know what's crazy about Tampa is that um, Jason Pierre-Paul has 10.5 sacks. Uh, McCoy has six. Uh, Carl Nassib has five and a half, and basically they have like a bunch of guys with one sack, but like they have 29 sacks on the year, despite the fact that they have one dude with 10 and a half, one dude with six, and one with five and a half. So basically they have three dudes and no one else. Getting- <laughs> I mean, I just feel like they're, I mean, it's weird. They brought in a bunch of dudes on defense to try to fix it, and I, like, I liked a lot of their moves. They brought in Vinny Curry, Jason. He's Pierre. been awful. Yeah, Vinny Curry's been useless for them. Yeah, um, Pierre Paul's been good. He can play with one hand, so I admire that as a dude with one good hand. Um, I, I mean, you, Andrew, you know my gambling thing is I take all NFL teams that are du- double-digit underdogs. I just bet them, and it's like a stock investment for me, and it's won, it's won me money five years in a row. Now, it doesn't win, like, huge amounts of money, but it wins more than 50% of the time. I mean, that number, like, 11 is so big. I mean, the, the thing is with 11 is the Saints could be up 34 to 10 at the end of the game. That's a home team that's an 11-point dog, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what would that line be at home? I mean, it would be 21. No, it's home home is a three-point swing. It would be 14. My God. Oh, no, 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 no. Because, no, it would be – so it would be 14 on a neutral field, which means in New Orleans it would be a 17-point spread. Oh, my God. That is – that is ridiculous. Like – I don't, hey, Arizona won straight up today. They were a 15-point underdog to Green Bay. So, Holy cow. 
I mean, think about that on the money line if you bet Arizona. Whew. Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm going to say Saints. tied it up. I'm going to say Saints. I'm going to say Saints 38, Tampa 21. But it'll be tied or really, really close at halftime. Like Tampa's, it's gonna, it's gonna be close for a while. So I'll say 38-21 Saints, and they'll pull away. And then, it'll, you know what it'll be? It'll be kind of like the Rams, Detroit today, where like Detroit, they were kind of, sort of in it, but not really because you ne- you knew that they couldn't score. I think it'll kind of be that way, Saints Tampa. But it won't be so much that you that the Saints obviously you, you aren't worried that Tampa can't score. It'll just be you're like Tampa can't stop the Saints, and if the Saints need to score 50 today, they will score 50. If they need to score 45, they will do so. Um, so I think it'll be 38 to 21. Uh, my MVP, uh, I'm gonna say Breeze is gonna get back on track and throw five touchdown passes. Oh, that would be amazing. sweet. That yeah. would be awesome. Please, I just think this, please, please make I, that happen though. This is. I just think the MVP race for the Saint. I just think it's going to go down to the wire, and uh, for that to happen, it needs to have uh, Breeze sort of catch up and close the gap. Because if you know if he's mediocre again, then Mahomes pulls ahead, and then you only have three weeks left, and it becomes harder. I just think it's going to be super close down to the wire, and Breeze is going to be awesome. Uh, so uh, I want to remind everybody again: you can donate. You can become a patron. You can get the the special patron-only podcast content. Uh, And we also have a new level. It's a super patron. Go there. Check it out. It's a a kickoff plan for 2019. Go there. Look, patron, you get – how many podcasts did we do last weekend? We did like three extra ones, right? You get all that fun stuff, and you can get a T-shirt, a magnet, so do it. So for Dave, for Andrew, uh, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar – is closed. Make us the new open.